0: Hey there, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. We are in for a treat this morning. Like Amy said earlier, we have got Lauren Gomez who is about to share her story. I heard it this morning, and wow, really um god is good and god is faithful Um, so we're about to welcome them up so would you please put your hands together and uh, welcome lauren who comes with amy amazing thank you worship band lauren Cool. So, Lauren is such a valued member of One Church. Um, I'm part of the leadership team here at One Church Gloucester, and she um, is part of our leadership prayer team that we have. um, And honestly, just couldn't think of a better person to be praying for us. Um, You're so passionate and faith-filled, and um, yeah, just really appreciate um, you and your family um, in One Church. Um, So, you're married to Leon, and you've got two wonderful kids. Sometimes we hear Luke rapping and doing all sorts on stage. but yeah, you're such, you guys are so valued in our church. So thank you so much for sharing this with us today. Um, I, this will be the third time I've heard it, and I know I'm going to get something new from it. So, um, so yeah, thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so you've got a really interesting story that you're going to share with us. So how about we start then, um, and just can you tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Okay, so first and foremost, I'll go to my favorite verse, which is um, John 3, verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I grew up with a firm confidence that God loved the world. I sang songs of his love, how wonderful it is, how high, how wide, how deep is god's love however the problem was i never thought god could love me how could god love someone like me i never felt worthy of his love i could never visualize myself as as loved and accepted by his by this loving god i never thought i was invited to this lavish party that god has invited everybody. I never thought I was worthy. It was like standing on the outside and looking in. I could see all the festivities, I could see all the fun, but for me, there was this sign that said, access denied. So that's basically, yeah, how I felt. You see, Amy, I come from a dysfunctional family. Um, funny how God seems to have a habit of using dysfunctional families and bringing about his plans through brokenness. I believe from way back in Genesis, until now, God is looking to outwork his covenant of redemption yes. through families. Yes. Um, I also, you know, believe very strongly that, that the finished work of the cross is actually including healing broken homes and and saving families and i believe that you know god god that's god's work god is a god of a full circle when i when i mean a full circle i mean when god comes into your life he touches everything he doesn't leave anything nothing missing nothing broken so that that's how i see it so yes i'll I'll go on to talk about my family life and and my my story my history and my upbringing My father was unaware. So what I mean by unaware is that he was present, but he was absent. My mom was overcompensating and obviously up against it all and overwhelmed, if you can imagine, with six kids. Dad worked away from home for five days and came home for five days. On his rest days at home, he would also have, unfortunately, A bit too much to drink and arguments and resentment between my parents would erupt and eventually make their way down down to the kids my mom would filter all her stress out on us and verbal mental alcohol abuse was the norm in our home we knew no better uh, we, 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 we should have felt loved. All children should feel loved. All children should be, should be seen, should be soothed, should be, should be secure. Instead, uh, we felt shame, guilt, rejection. Basically, these words just hung over us like a banner. We didn't know what a healthy family relationship looks like. As a teenager, A depressing darkness overshadowed me, and I was held in the grip of depression. To make matters worse, my family experienced two consecutive teen pregnancies. My two sisters, unfortunately, both fell pregnant at 16. I guess they were looking for love in all the wrong places.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Lauren. So you said, um, you said earlier as well to me, you were one of six. Yes. So a, a busy household as well. Very,
1: very busy
0: household. I <laughs> brought course. up in, a Catholic, in the Catholic faith. Yeah, definitely.
1: So after we had the situation with my sisters, if you can imagine what was going on, it was just crazy because my mom basically lost all hope. And hence, I was left in the line to receive the brunt of her pain disappointment and rejection it was a living hell at home for me I was told daily I'm no longer welcome in the home life went on like that and the sadness and the darkness pulled me down it was like a vice grip on me like I said earlier I knew God loved the world I was confident of that I was sure God loved the world I just didn't know he loved me how could God love someone like me I was not worthy to be loved because I was a bad girl and good for nothing.
0: So you said um, there was something quite significant that happened at 17. So you've sort of come to that point of sort of how you were brought up. But at 17, uh, something, yeah, significant happened. Can you tell us about
1: that? Yeah, definitely. Um, So as I mentioned, I was raised as a Catholic, My dad was a Catholic, but never actually went to church, apart from weddings and funerals. Mom was an Anglican, which is Church of England, and she was proud of her religious uh, background because all her family went to the same church, if you can imagine. So yeah, she was really proud of that. Um, We, however, as kids, were sent to church and we had to attend every Sunday only because the priests and the nuns would do home visits and they would hand out clothing and food hampers. So it was beneficial for us to attend church and tick the religious box, so to speak. However, when I reached my teens, I realized church was pointless. Attending church because there was no reality of God there, he seemed out of reach and he seemed out of touch to my suffering. I stopped attending church. A few years later, um, I met a friend who invited me to her church. She said it was a Pentecostal church. And I was quite curious to um, have a look and go and see the so-called happy clappers, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So um, I went to the church, but funny thing is, I can't remember the songs, I can't remember The preaching, what I do remember is that the pastor spoke about Jesus dying on a cross for me. He captivated me. He said, come and receive salvation. In that moment, I knew what I had to do. I had to make my way to the altar. What happened next for me was a miracle. I had a death to life experience and an encounter with Jesus. He came into my heart and literally removed the darkness the heaviness the shame the guilt the worthlessness he restored my soul and made me whole again i can't explain it it was supernatural he came into my life with such power I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was saved, Mm. that I was touched by God. However, I never went back to that church and I continued with my life as it was before. (laughs) A pivotal point came for me when I had enough of the onslaught of my mother's abuse. As I said, I was 17 at the time. I came home from work and my mom started on me, just bickering over me telling me I'm worthless, telling me I'm good for nothing, telling me that I should move out of a house. That day, I decided to move. I went to live with my older sister, who had since gotten married to a Muslim man. She converted to Islam and abandoned her Christian faith that she was raised by and started practicing Islam. I lived with them and was introduced to the religion. I went to the mosque and joined in with the rituals, with the festivities, and they were actually hoping to marry me off. However, in the middle of all this, the gentle tug of the Holy Spirit was growing stronger, was growing stronger. I could feel him, I could feel him calling me. He was wooing me and calling me into the fold of his love. Even in the home of a practicing Muslim, God was present. His love was chasing me down. And for me, I always have this picture of this like a Mm bloodhound. Sniffing and smelling and chasing and using all his instincts to find something. And that's how God was like to me. God was hunting me down. God wanted all of me. Yes, and yeah, and it's it's in that place, you know that 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 I found the presence of God his love was slowly invading my world I would stand on my balcony and hear music that our neighbors from the downstairs flat would play for some reasons the songs would touch me and they'd make me feel moved in my heart and sometimes even cry so one day i gathered the courage and i thought i'm gonna go and ask them what's this all about <laughs> so um, i went over to them and i was like what type of music is this um and it was and they told me that this was christian music I was like okay christian music it was a band called hillsong okay <laughs> and my neighbors gave me the the cd and i found out that they were practicing christians and the cd was called it was, it was a tape i beg your pardon <laughs> yeah for some of you, it's before your time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was called Shout to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the middle of, of like my stuff and my bags and stuff, I also found a small Gideon Bible for my Sunday school days. And I started reading the Psalms. Um, and it's there that I met him again, Jesus. The first thing that hit me was, This is the best-kept secret. Jesus is alive. Why has no one ever told me this before? In the house of a practicing Muslim, I came face-to-face with the Savior. Yeah. Yeah. One day while singing and worshiping uh, the songs uh, on the tape, um, God actually spoke to me. God spoke to me and he told me, Go home and reconcile with your mom. His voice was small, still, but it shook the core of my being. And all the resistance that I had just crumbled in the tide of his love. He healed my relationship with my mom. He gave me beautiful ashes. Mm. To this day, I have a good relationship with my
0: mom. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for like, sharing that and the vulnerability that comes with sharing a story like that. Um, can you just tell us how your life has changed now? You have Jesus in it, and you know, you, you're, when you were at your sister's house, you obviously were in a Muslim family. You'd found Jesus via a, a Hillsong tape put apart. And, um, and how did you sort of get to church, and how has your life changed now with Jesus in it?
1: I think for me, the picture that God gives me is, is the story of the rag doll or the comforter, the little comforter or the little soft toy. And you know, for me, it's a picture that I have of my little niece. So my little niece has this, this rag doll, this cuddly toy. He has a name by the way, he's not very valuable. They're usually not, are they? He's a bit smelly and well worn he's got a bit of his stuffing knocked out of him and one of his eyes is droopy. He's scarred and only has one ear. And also did I mention that he was used as a s'more on the fire one day and has a few (laughs) burns on him. So he smells like smoke. And for me, God came into my heart and he revealed to me that I am worthy that I am worthy. And just like my niece, when we lost her little toy, no one slept in the home. There was no peace. She wanted that toy, that scarred doll. We went over to the shops and we found a replacement. She wouldn't have the replacement. She wanted that doll, that smelly doll, scarred doll, that doll that we had been through the wars of life that's the one she wanted that's the one that was worthy there was no worthiness in our eyes but she found that doll worthy and i was god's rag doll and god wanted me wow.
0: Thank you for that, and just sharing your story. Um, I think we can. There's parts of your story that we can all probably relate to. Um, it's full, and it's got so much in it. And I think it would be wrong today to not um, to not talk about this Jesus that Lauren's been talking about because you may be here today and not really know who Jesus is or maybe you've experienced this morning something where you felt different or you felt in something different inside of you a bit like what Lauren was talking about or maybe you've just been coming for ages and you just think I'm ready to make that decision I think this is a perfect opportunity to do that Um, I have a scripture that I'm just going to read so I was reading this this week and I shared it with Lauren and just think it sums up her story really well but like I said earlier we're a room full of stories Um, so in Luke Uh, Chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked road shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. I just felt like today there will be some people where your road, your walking at the moment feels really crooked. It's not straight and it's not easy and it's not the road that you have planned. And what I'm praying for in this, in this service, in this worship, that, the time that we've given is that God will straighten out your road, that you will let him take control. You will let him guide your footsteps. You will let him guide your path. Um, and so if that's you today and you feel like you want to know more about Jesus and you want to make a commitment in your heart to put jesus center um we're just gonna um, bow our heads and close our eyes and then Lauren is gonna pray over you so in the count of three if you can pop your hand up and pop it down so we know who we're praying for this is a private moment between you and jesus we just love to pray with you okay so everyone heads down and closed eyes one two three amazing you can pop
1: your hands down hallelujah let's pray together for those that responded i just want you to just say this prayer you can actually say it or you can speak it in your heart because just a glimpse of you turning your attention to god that's all he needs he just needs just a glimpse of you and that's it he's on your scene so let's pray dear lord we just come to you and we just look up to you in in total adoration we say, Lord, have our hearts today, Lord. Lord, take over, Lord. Lord, come into our hearts today, God, and come into our hearts today and, and just take over. We surrender to you, God. We surrender it all. Have your way, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Um, One thing I will say is um, somebody, um, Isaac, who's on team today, came and gave me a word in the first service, and I think it's good to share it now. He said that um, he really felt in his heart that some people didn't feel worthy um, of God. And I think, Lauren, your story really speaks of how you felt like that, and especially the um, illustration of like a rag doll as well, not feeling worthy. And I think what you guys need to know today is the price that you have been paid for by Jesus dying on the cross. He gave his body, his life for you because you are completely worthy of that. He wanted you. He'd do it again if he had to, but he doesn't need to because he sees your worth and he knows your worth and he paid that for you. So if anyone's in any doubt today, whether they felt, feel worthy of God's love, just know that he didn't just send his son to die for me and for Laram but for all of you, for each and every one of you. He knows you by name he created you he wanted you here today to hear this and um and please like in this next part if what laren has um, shared has spoken to you like the front is just going to be open we are more than happy to pray with you or if you just want to come and kneel please do that as well um because i really feel like this next part of our service deserves a response Amen you know we've got a great God who's just he's got what I love about him he he's designed us so unique and every story is so unique and he's on the journey with every single one of us he doesn't leave us to do it alone so please come forward if you would like prayer or just to respond thank you Lauren